Robots Radio presents Rated M for Mature. Welcome back, everybody, to the Download Weekly Gaming News, where we give you the DL on the latest in gaming every week in a small, bite-sized download. I am Jameson, a.k.a. Big Cat. And I am Brenna, the Happy Goose. Mother Goose. I'm Happy Goose right now. Oh. I'm Happy Goose. Oh. I know. Okay. Uh, yeah. All right. You know what people weren't happy with? Your what? attempt at an intro last week. I not. I don't. Oh, my uh, Valley Girl. Did no, it. your your attempt to do an intro for for the episode. Remember when I put you on the spot? Yeah. Someone, someone commented. I think you distinctly said, "This is the Brenna." Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. That's Classic. right. I thought about it a little bit more because I felt the pressure as soon as we started. You always just instantly succumb to the pressure. I don't know what it is. Too much. Can't handle it. Anyway, moving along. We are starting. We're trying to start a new thing. So I'm calling it New Listener November. What? Nothing. The whole goal is to spread the word this month about the podcast and try and get new listeners. That's hence hence the name. Oh, I'm Brenna. sorry. Do you have to have another challenge because you lost another November challenge that rhymes? No, I don't believe in those stupid November challenges. <laughs> I have a life. I don't spend all my time on Reddit like those other people. <laughs> Half of our listeners just got pissed. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, so yeah, that's kind of, I don't know. I don't know how I feel about it. But anyway, bottom line is we're trying to spread the word and we'd love to get some uh, new new blood into the show. And mostly just because we feel like the show has really been hitting its stride lately. I don't know what you guys think as the listeners, but uh, on our end, it looks like we're really hitting our hitting a good stride. Um, so... And then another announcement is uh, I posted over the weekend a uh, holiday schedule going forward. So we're pretty much going to be Tuesday episode releases from now until Christmas. And then uh, after Christmas, we'll be on a brief, like, I think it's a two, maybe two, maybe two week hiatus uh, just to enjoy the holidays and whatnot. And then we'll come back in the new year. Harder than ever, because it's what we always do. So, but, uh, you know, speaking of November challenges, if you don't want someone to check your browsing history while you are trying to maintain one of those November challenges, NordVPN, great way to uh, mask your presence on the Internet. You can sign up with our affiliate link for two years for 60, 68% off. It's also really great, as one of our other listeners pointed out, to uh, watch sporting events in regions where it's not normally accessible. So that's also another little bonus for you. Um, 
but we'll have uh, some news. Riot Games talked about some VPNs later, so we'll have something to share on that. More announcements and news at the end of the episode following game release dates. So, again, we're just kind of starting to hit the real core of fall game. We got Assassin's Creed Valhalla this week, Xbox Series S, PlayStation 5. So next episode, there's going to be a whole bunch of stuff to talk about that we might split the episode into two just because there'll be so much. Uh, But this kind of past week, there really wasn't much of anything. So we decided that we kind of talk about, uh, before we get into the news, we would talk about uh, pre-ordering video games. Is it worth it? Is it not worth it? Why? What's, you know, all that jazz. Because as as you may have seen, we pre-ordered Assassin's Creed Valhalla Collector's Editions. Um, those are on the socials if you want to go take a look. But uh, super, super good. Like, I'm very happy with the pre-order. I can't wait to get my hands on the game to see if my happiness carries over there. But um, for me, I have lost all interest in pre-ordering games and in uh, supporting early access games. I've been burned one too many times, and especially now we live in this era of delay where companies give us too much information and then they just and they try and push the game out and then they just delay 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 so what why what's the value there in pre-ordering when you don't actually know when your game comes out um you know to me it had a lot more value way back when you had to go to like gamestop to pick up your game because pre-ordering ensured that on launch day there was a copy there waiting for you. I mean, yeah, my my first pre-order, I guess, was Call of Duty Black Ops. Oh, no, Modern Warfare 3. Modern Warfare 3 was my first pre-order. And you have to put like five bucks down and then they reserve it for you. And I don't know I, what my first pre-order was. I, I remember because I went there. I went to GameStop at 12 o'clock and I waited out front and they had this like huge bus that had like games that you could walk in and you know play and whatnot and so yeah we we everyone was messing around in the parking lot throwing around footballs because we got there at like i don't know nine maybe to wait for it to release so we were there for a while and i I was actually decently front in front of the line which was nice um but for the ordering that we did i i loved what was in the package for valhalla the yeah. statue is super cool. And honestly, the steelbook and the statue are what sold it for me. Everything else I didn't care too much about. In-game stuff, eh. Like, in-game stuff is cool. But, you know, there's plenty of things in there that I'm going to like. So I don't really care about the in-game stuff. I'm not going to go for the lower tier if I'm going to do a pre-order of something. Yeah, if, I, if I'm pre-ordering a game, it I'm going all out on it yeah i want to do the whole collector's edition because then you just don't get enough and the steel books are super cool which you know there's collector's editions available now for cyberpunk 2077 another 200 dollars. 250 yeah it's because there's all the statues huge stuff it's a huge statue they have book they have art they have stickers 
They have a couple other like physical items. I know. I mm, you know you I'm want so to, pleased. Brenna. Yeah, I know. I know. I know. I really do want to. I, I might do it. Do it for the cast. I might do it. <gasps> we can we can write it off on your taxes as a business expense. Done. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, and the best part about this is because I pre-ordered the PlayStation 4, I actually have the physical game. So I did get to play it a little bit. It is it's fun. It looks great. My PlayStation is slowly killing itself, but it's managing. I am sure I can only play it at night when it's cold in my apartment and take it in breaks. Well, hopefully your PlayStation will hang in there until you get a PS5. But uh, yeah. I'm pretty much like across the board. There's really nothing worth it to pre-order anymore. Even if they're offering you like the in-game digital stuff, 90% of the time it's, it's just basic stuff. They're yeah. just trying, they're just really trying to drive these early sales now. Yeah. Um, Before just in case their game flops and at least they get a decent amount from pre-orders. And it's the same reason why I don't really do early access games anymore. Like there has to be a substantial amount of content uh, in an early access game and like consistent development updates for me to buy into early access. Just because, again, I've been burned too many times by games that make these promises and then they just kind of abandon the project or just never deliver and it's six years later, and they're still in early access adding stuff. So it's... Ah. Especially for us where we will wait for a game to go on sale. If I don't want to play it right then and there, then I'll just wait for it to go on sale, and then I'll pick it up. So doing a pre-order for me, that means I really, really either love the series, love whatever content, like whatever physical things that they're going to give me. Um, and that's pretty much it, because otherwise I could just wait. Well, and plus we're we're mainly PC gamers, so it's most of the time when we pre-order, we don't get anything physical if we pre-order. It's just digital stuff, and so we don't get to play the game until it releases. We don't get any you know real like hands-on physical items. So it's even then it's even more not worth. It's like okay, I'll just wait until maybe the day before the last day to quote pre-order and then yeah. i just buy the game a couple hours before it comes out right and then you still get the in-game content yeah and i don't count that as pre-ordering that's just me just timing my purchase for right. like the preload time exactly so yeah it's and even for the most part now i very rarely buy games now like at launch uh if anything i'll wait just a a little bit you know a couple a week or two a couple weeks just There's to kind of see yeah just to kind of see the dust settle see no, i mean like for assassin's creed there's already a patch oh yeah oh yeah i mean it hasn't even launched yet but they they've been getting feedback they've had people playing it um so you know all that kind of factors in, and then they build a perspective day one patch yeah i mean it was super tiny so but yeah, so that's kind of our uh, our two cents on pre pre-ordering. Um, again, there really just wasn't too terribly much to talk about this week, and we did get our Assassin's Creed pre-orders, which again, super happy about. The statue is freaking awesome. 
it's super cool and it looks it looks a little derpy online and it doesn't look derpy in person and i feel really good about that yeah yeah it definitely looks really good i also love this little this little odin totem figure thing we got yeah and it comes in a really nice bag too like a little cloth bag with the insignia on it i would have loved to see them make this out of wood oh yeah that would be cool instead of plastic that would have been that would have been awesome i mean i would have loved to see it like a massive version of it that too that too we have a thing for statues it's unhealthy it is extremely unhealthy especially since etsy is a thing wait what's a thing etsy oh yeah oh yeah oh yeah it's too uh, much money I can spend on Etsy. Good lord. It's like Amazon. Keycaps. Just... The amount of keycaps I want, it's stupid. I, I probably have like $300 worth of keycaps key in my cart. I can't. Someone Etsy's needs to great. cut me off. Yeah, you're 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 out of control. You got no money to spend, but you're spending it. <laughs> uh, no, I'm putting it in a cart. There is no spending. <laughs> Everything that I was spending is now just getting here because it was like months ago that I did all this. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We we purchased Assassin's Creed like six months ago. Yeah, like March or April, right after the first stimulus check. Yeah. Justified, justified. <laughs> anyway, so with that, we're going to go ahead and dive into the news uh, so Black Ops Cold War is coming out soon. And uh, they have stated that uh, Black Ops Cold War will integrate uh, with Warzone in December. And so it launches actually this week. Wait, no, next week, 13th. Oh, wait, no, Friday. Yeah. Huh. I don't know why that didn't pop up on my thing. But anyway, so like the multiplayer... I don't know how they're doing this, but they said like Warzone and progression between Modern Warfare and uh, Cold War will somehow like integrate. I'm guessing the it has to. The weapons and the skins will be able to be played in Warzone from Cold War. Yeah. So uh, as well as your level, like your leveling yeah. will carry over between the two games. So it's... Uh, I don't know. It's going to be interesting to see how it plays out, but that's not coming until December. The game will launch on Thursday. I'll be curious. I'm sure a ton of people are going to buy it because it's Call it's, of Duty. Yeah. And it's Black Ops and it's like re quote remastered Black Ops, like Modern Warfare. But I, I don't I'm not going to buy it. I think I've bought my last Call of Duty game. Mod, you know what? Modern Warfare was a good ride. It was good. Did you finish the campaign? No. Oh. I mean, you didn't miss that much, but. I figured not. It was it was good. It, it's it fit itself in perfectly into the the modern warfare franchise. So like spoilers if you haven't finished it, but at the end, there's a cutscene after you finish all the missions and Captain Price. I can't remember who he sits down with, but he's in some cafe and he sits down with a chick um or a guy maybe it was alex i can't i can't remember honestly and they're like 
you know, he's like, well, you know, I'm th- I got this idea for this, uh, you know, this task force that can respond to these kinds of events, you know, uh, kind of operate outside the rules a little bit. And he places down some files for his picks. And so it's got the logo from, you know, the original Modern Warfare of that. What was it? 401 Task Force 401 or something like that. And one of the the top files that lands is you see some pictures. You see soap picture of Soap McTavish there. You see a picture of Ghost, uh, but not his face, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> and so a few other things. So I was like, oh, this is a cool, nice little tie-in. So Modern Warfare is technically before Modern Warfare. Call of Duty yes. 4. Yes. So uh, it was cool. It was cool. But... Uh, yeah, I don't. I don't know. Kind of, I'm yeah, I'm kind of Call of Duty, Call of Duty out. At least the file size for the new will be smaller. They they did say it will be smaller at launch. The question is how long will it remain small? And the question is how much smaller are we talking? Right, watch it's like five gigabytes or something like that. So the current uh, or PS4, you, it will require 95 gigabytes. For PlayStation 5, it will require 133 gigabytes. For Xbox One, 93 gigabytes. For Xbox Series X and S, it will require 136 gigabytes. That is massive. And for PC to install the full game with all of the ultra graphics stuff, it will require 125 gigabytes. However, however, with right, right at launch, you will be for PC players will be able to choose which portions of Black Ops they want to install. So if they want to install just the multiplayer, 35 gigabytes. They want to install the full game, 82 gigabytes. But if they want all the bonus graphic stuff, which I don't know why the graphics are... Have their own section? Or why they're an extra 40 gigabytes, like half the size of the game, bigger than the multiplayer. Like, Which doesn't Lord. make sense because it's just Call of Duty. I mean, how... I know! How great are the, like, the graphics going to be? It doesn't... Red Dead Redemption 2 was like 90 gigabytes. GTA 5 is like 90 gigabytes. What is wrong with this game? They need to efficiency people. I mean, at least at least it's lower than the 175 required at the start of Modern Warfare. Yeah, I definitely this is why I freed up space. I, it's such like the yeah. only thing I could see myself doing is reinstalling Warzone alone. That's the only thing I could see myself doing. I might I might install Warzone. I, I could see that as well. I mean, I don't know. Apex is starting to. We need to, we need to give Apex a try again. Yeah, it's changed. Yeah. New map. But uh, uh, two I don't new maps understand. since we last played. That's true. I don't understand the PlayStation exclusive though. Oh my god! <sighs> Luckily, you got my rant out before. I'm glad because it would have just unloaded on everyone. So what's happening is, with the new Cold War, there Wait, are so well, many. You gotta set the scene. So hold on, you gotta, you gotta set oh, the scene. Excuse me. So the last, the last five-ish years with Call of Duty games, they've always had some sort of PS 
PlayStation exclusive thing at launch, whether it was like skins, a mission, or like a game mode. Uh, so like on the last one, there was a sub game mode in the co-op. And it was like the old school spec ops from like the older modern warfares. And that was exclusive to PlayStation for a year. So if you own the game on other system, you can just now play it. Now, they have stepped their shit up with Black Ops Cold War. So Brenna will. I, I just wanted to set this. I needed a little background info. No, I know. He's very upset about this, so I'll allow it. <laughs> um, no, what they're. He's right. They have stepped it up like no other. So they're giving exclusive things to PlayStation users. So Battle Pass bundle bonus. So you unlock new gear and things like that, which isn't that big of a deal. But what they also allow you is to skip 25 tiers within that. That's insane. You have the availability to skip that many tiers. Um, and then you have the PlayStation party bonus. So teamwork apparently makes the dream work. And uh, PlayStation users will be able to play together in parties and get 25% bonus weapon XP. So I, you're just getting more, more XP. The more that this goes, you'll get more XP bonuses. So um, obviously they do events and things like that. They're just going to have more of them on PlayStation and then extra loadouts for PlayStation as well. So you can get an extra two loadout slots. That's annoying. Yeah. Oh, and does it say that the creative class unlocks earlier? Uh, it unlocks a level four. That's what oh. it normally unlocks. But you'll have two extra loadouts at the start. And that's also not to mention that a the uh, Cold War has zombies because it's Black Ops. So there's a zombie game mode called Onslaught that is exclusive to PlayStation. And you won't be able to play it on any other system. It's weird. This is a, a new trend. I hope they don't that doesn't pick on because it's technically a game that everyone can buy, right? It's not a PlayStation exclusive. But and it has and it's we know that the multiplayer aspect of it is cross-platform. Right. That you will play with people on PlayStation, on Xbox, on PC, all of it together. It's just a weird way to do exclusives for a game that you're apparently selling to everyone. So I can't get half this. I can't get a section of this game or just because this person is playing it on this console means that they get more in-game bonuses than I do, which for this stuff, ranking, that does matter. Because you unlock guns with better things, you, you know, more bonus uh, for guns like XP. There are some great attachments that take forever to get. Well, and then just leveling XP as well, too, will get you to that higher level content faster. Right. So you can get to endgame faster than players on other systems. Yeah, it's just I don't I don't like I don't like exclusive games to begin with. I can understand the reason why for some of them, like if Xbox or Sony owns the studio makes sense. They want to sell it on their system because then they keep all the monies. But content within a game exclusive to a system doesn't make any sense at all the game is available for every system i uh, i don't understand that either it's just yeah upsetty upsetty spaghetti over here so i got my rant out before the episode started she ambushed me with that one um 
but moving along. So Marvel Avengers has not been doing well. Who would have thunk? <sighs> no, yeah, no, unfortunately, no, no real shock there. So they permanently reduced. They recently permanently reduced the cost of all the in-game microtransactions, uh, making it cheaper. I'm, well, I'm it was ridiculous an, to start with. It was pretty pretty pricey so i'm guessing it was it they're doing it as a way to get people to spend more money um well yeah they're trying to make up for their deficit a 48 million dollar deficit yeah so with the numbers uh what was it square enix had their earnings call recently and for this quarter uh this past quarter when marvel <laughs> Sir, how dare you do that? Excuse me. A poor listeners. When Marvel Avengers came out this past quarter, uh, they posted a operating loss for HD Games, which is the company that was behind uh, the subsidiary of Square Enix that was behind Marvel Avengers. And they are showing a $48 million loss uh, for that company, which, you know, means... Uh, that includes, oh wait, no, sorry, Square Enix within its HD games segment, which in which Crystal Dynamics is a subsidiary. So there we go. Uh, and it's estimated that they spent $170 billion developing Marvel Avengers. I don't Avengers. know how. I, other than licensing got expensive? <sighs> I feel like, though, the licensing would be a, a small upfront cost with a percentage of sales at at the end of the day. Right. But 170 million in just development and marketing for Avengers. You that's know, so the much. There was a lot of marketing. You know, everywhere I saw that, you know, sort of trailer and things like that for Marvel Avengers. So maybe they kind of blew it on the marketing. Must have. Must but have. either way, the game is not doing well. The, I think concurrent players on PC are in the hundreds since launch. And so it's just... They only sold, they only sold like 3 million-ish copies total. I, I, don't, I don't know. And that's like, just that's like hardcore fan people, I'm sure. Probably, yeah. Ugh. It, didn't, it doesn't look good. It didn't really look good. So I was definitely not going to be the one to buy it. Also, it's not really my type of a game. So, Well, and the guy who shared all this after the call, uh, he brought up the question, after their terrible reception during their multiplayer beta, why didn't they like put the kibosh on the game if they were already this deep in the hole and they were already receiving bad reviews before it even came out? Like, that's... They said that they can still fix it, right? Oh yes, they Square Enix believes that uh, that it is salvageable, that they can recoup the loss. Sure, just like Anthem said that. <laughs> anyway, so uh, Amazon has decided to patent toxicity. So they are developing a potential solution for toxic players in multiplayer games by making all the toxic players play against each other. So they have proposed a system that they filed a patent for 
that will allow for behavior aware player selection for multiplayer electronic games. Um, so traditional matchmaking systems based on some sort of skill level calculation, hours played, all sorts of things to group it up. But now they're going to add this into it as well. Um, which, you know what, after playing, you know, games like League of Legends for numerous years, Riot needs this system real bad. Uh, yeah. Because there are just some games out there that are just, it's just incredibly taxing to play. I, you know, it's getting worse on Siege and it's starting to get actually pretty bad. Like I had a one session and it was just so much racist stuff like full on doesn't just everything racist you know go white power i it it was bad and yeah how and it's not get dinged on that i don't understand how there isn't some sort of because they were spelling everything out i do remember that one they were typing that i'm i'm surprised that they didn't get immediately flagged and kicked for that because usually most of the games are pretty on top of the type stuff because they can just right. they literally just like have their chat logs and then they type in a word and it's like, all right, this is a banned word. If someone uh, says yeah, this, yeah. yeah. Uh, but yeah, it's it's really quite something else when you're trying to play a competitive multiplayer game and you have to work together with these kinds of people. Right. Because everyone's always like, oh, you know, you could just turn off the voice chat or you can just turn off the text chat. And it's like, OK, no, I'm playing also, like I'm playing on. like League of Legends or I'm playing like uh, Rainbow Six. Communication with my team is a integral part of the game. You want to know what happens when you turn off your audio so you can't hear them? What happens is you're with toxic people to begin with. And apparently you're some character that they want. So they just insta kill you for no freaking reason. And you can't hear it because obviously they're yelling at you. I want Thatcher. I want him. Give him to me. And then, of course, I'm not, you know, I'm just going on my merry way. And I get domed at the start. Do you and then remember it's that? A stupid war. I didn't even do anything. Was, uh. I do remember that. Good Lord. Brenna also got a voice ban on Rainbow Six Siege. I didn't get a voice incredibly ban. Incredibly toxic. There is something wrong with my Siege. Apparently, it's a thing. Sure. Sure. Shut up. <laughs> Moving along. Uh, Pokemon Go has had their most profitable year yet with over $1 billion in revenue in 2020. What? Just what? $1 billion? insane insane i was i was trying to figure out like how how did they manage this and then brenna brought up an excellent point i mean we're allowed to walk around our houses so people probably were just walking around doing pokemon go you got nothing else to do everyone's unemployed people were probably just walking around outside in general because at least yeah. in most places if you were outside walking as long as you social distance you didn't have to wear a mask yeah oh really yeah, if you go outside, you don't necessarily, you don't, it depends I mean, on where now, you're at. Yeah, now you have to. Yeah, I mean, you're supposed to, but if you're exercising, you don't. I don't know. It's, there's, it, there's so many loopholes and it's hard yeah. to enforce. And I saw something uh, in, in Newport where it was like, 
do you want a $200 fine for not wearing a mask? And I, om I almost cried laughing. I was like, there's no way Newport police are going to do anything. <laughs> Get anyway. out of here. Brenda, tell us about this GameStop TikTok challenge. Disgrace. <laughs> so <laughs> what's happening is GameStop has a very restrictive amount of hours that each employee can uh, have throughout the week. And then with things like Black Friday coming along, obviously some people want more hours, more pay, things like that. You get overtime. Uh, but I guess you can't normally because then you hit your cap. So what GameStop, the company, has done is said that they will award 10 extra hours to a store if they win a TikTok challenge, having their employees submit or maybe even the store submit TikTok challenges and whoever gets the most likes or whatever on it will win those 10 hours and then they can distribute those however they see. And it's not just hours. It's it's a few other uh a few other items. It's uh what else is it? They'll the winning store will get awarded a Echo 8, a Echo Auto, a hundred dollar Visa gift card, and then 10 additional labor hours to use during Black Friday week. But as so Brenna said, employee? Or just the entire store gets to split $100? The entire store, I guess. <laughs> but I mean, when you think about it, most GameStop stores are like four to six employees. They tops. Really, they are now. At the Yeah, and maybe eight on a big store. Maybe. 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 But yeah. As you mentioned, they can't exceed their monthly allotted hours, even with this 10 additional hours. And apparently GameStop, because of their you know financial position, you know, that doesn't change the fact that they still have work they have to do. And so apparently they're notorious for having to do a lot of unpaid work because things have to get done. But if you're out of hours, you have to like they're gonna make you clock out and then it's like okay well i need you to work now and that's like uh illegal yes <laughs> yes and but i mean but put, put yourself in the position of some of these employees it's like right if know, i'm yes, a manager it's my store yeah it, this yes sure this is illegal but it's like i don't want to lose my job see this is that's the premise of it being illegal <laughs> is that People don't want to lose their jobs, so therefore, you know what I mean? It's just well, kind I mean, of it's just, it could just also just be like people don't want to quit. Like they don't want to like this is illegal. I should quit or I should say something about it. But at the same time, then they're like, well, then I have to go and find another job. And it's so it's just it's just another poor decision by GameStop management. In I don't just, even know what is this marketing? Is this supposed to be marketing ploy? I guess it's an internal thing within the company to try and boost morale somehow. And but no like, they could have set it to a better song rather than Red Red Wine. Like, oh, come on. It's, these are young, younger people that are gamer nerds. Like, you're working at GameStop. You like video games. Pick something way better than that. Pick a theme song for a video game. That's probably a better idea. Anything. And don't give them additional hours. Like they don't want more hours. I mean, all the, the gifts are cool. Yeah, the, yeah, but yeah, it's oh, wow. I don't know. It's, we didn't it's have a mess. Victoria's Secret. We worked like sixteen-hour shifts. It was nuts. Wow. 
Yeah. And then you would, re- you would go home for like five hours and then come back for like another 12 hour shift. There crazy. must've been a loophole because I'm pretty sure that's illegal in California nope. for hourly employees to work that much. Uh, if you, uh, you take a certain amount of break. So if you have, if you have two lunches, I believe, and a 30 minute break, then you can work like a certain amount of hours. So it depends on your break time. And then it extends how much you can work. Yeah. And then I think you have to have four hours in between your next shift. Gotcha. And obviously we're talking about like years ago. This is not current. I mean, it's probably still current to be honest. Yeah. (laughs) Um, Did you get paid time and a half? Yeah, Yeah, once you hit over yeah. No, no, not over eight. I think it was like twelve or something like that. Interesting. Yeah. Interesting. And you worked forty hours a week? Mm, No, they wouldn't let us work forty hours because then we would technically be a full time employee. So they would tell us to go home before thirty two hours. Cause at thirty two they start paying us benefits for that month. So if you went over thirty two hours for that month. You got benefits for that month. And then once you hit 40, you're technically a full-time employee. And so then they have to give more and more. So they cut you off at 32. Interesting. Random yeah. tangent. I know. Uh, right? It did not take long for hackers to break into Watchdog Legion. It actually took only a matter of days for them to uh, get the source code and publish it online, which is ironic uh when it's a game about, about hacking. hacking. <laughs> Fantastic. Uh good stuff. Uh Kerbal Space Program 2 has been delayed until 2022. They postponed it already because of COVID until late next year. But uh at this time they're just uh they're just gonna push it to 2022 just so they have additional time for problem solving. And I'm assuming probably more content. I don't know, maybe they just want to be able to sell the game better and not have it be a COVID. I don't yeah. know. Also, oh. it, there's, it's the Kerbal Space Program. I mean, it's not the craziest game. You know, it doesn't have the most insane graphics you've ever seen or the storyline. <laughs> so I don't know. They just they do put a lot of time and effort into their physics engine. I could see because that. It, because it is all about like a space flight. So they really do work hard on the physics. Yeah. Um, so um, Assassin's, speaking of Assassin's Creed Valhalla, it's going to feature Dodgers outfielder Cody Bellinger as a character, encounterable character in the game. Uh, what's his name, Brenna? Oh, uh, hold on. I got to look at it now. It's like Otta Sluggison. Yes. Sluggison. Basically, he's a character that carries around a club and likes to hit rocks. He, like, uh, plays baseball with rocks. Come on now. Fantastic. Such a a random cameo. It really is. I I saw this and I was like, okay, why? I don't. And also, why they they picked Belly? I don't know. But either way, I'm happy. It's super cool. Go Dodgers. Uh, World champs. (laughs) United States champions. I like how all of our all of our tournaments are all like world champions. It's like okay, let's like let's. I mean, although in baseball, it really is world champs because everyone comes to the U.S. to play baseball. 
I mean, we recruit from Japan and Cuba. I mean, technically, either way. Yes, baseball is the is home in the U.S., but it has it has strong followings in other countries. We just have the consumers. For oh yes. But uh, so Riot Games is launching this new, uh, launching some new changes to their uh, VPN rules, and it's going to be nice to see more games adopt this uh, because you encounter it everywhere nowadays. Uh, you're playing with players who are playing from other continents. They don't speak your language. They have lag spikes because they are playing from a different part of the world. And then it affects the server lag. And it's just all sorts of issues come up from this. And so they are making the decision to turn it off on their games. So you will not be able to VPN across regions. Uh, but you will you can VPN within your region or, uh, you know, things like that, like or like, you know, your VPN to your home country, stuff like that. Um, so I think that's the right thing to do. Like any game that is like the best example is PUBG. Like when right. PUBG opened up all their servers to China, the game just tanked. Right. It was it was gone uh, because is... oh, go ahead. I was going to say, because before that, it was just a handful of China, you know, as Chinese players that could VPN to the US and wouldn't get kicked because of ping. They would play and they would hack because it's a huge thing. We've talked about this a long time ago in right. older episodes. But, uh, you know, then once they opened it up, you know, it was just a free for all and just hackers everywhere. So it's. Yep, they did it, the right thing. They did it the right way, which is good. Yes. Allow so, not banning VPNs altogether, just banning them across continents. And and they did they did a good job at stressing that they don't want to block players from being able to play the game. They don't want to uh, impact people's ability uh, to play the game, and they don't want you to really notice a change. But you know. It it will be better for for everybody, and I it's the right it's the right decision. So, um, Mass Effect is getting a legendary edition. So it is a full trilogy remaster. It look it sounds like it's going to be out spring of next year. So it will contain uh, all single player content and DLC from Mass Effect, Mass Effect Two, and Mass Effect Three, plus promo weapons armor packs and it will all be optimized for 4k ultra hd so, so it'll be running on playstation 5 yep next gen and uh pc it's it's cool i was a fan of mass effect uh until adromeda came along and then it kind of fell apart and i don't know they said that they're gonna modernize the experience so it's not just gonna be a rework of the old things and just you know graphic updates and things like that making the engine a little bit smoother it's actually going to be a slightly different game throughout the whole thing so it, it could be cool i i don't know we'll see see this is one of those things if they have a really really cool like action figure or something like that or artwork like that would be one i might pre-order i don't think they'll do a collector's edition that would be cool though it would be cool 
You should just get yourself a N7 suit instead. Oh my god, I would be so happy. You can get a Master Chief, I'll get an N7. Done. Right? That was easy to convince you. Witcher Season 2 has once again halted production as numerous cast members and employees on set have tested positive for COVID. Big sad. Seriously. I really want to be able to watch this show again uh, very soon, but uh does not look like it will be happening soon. Wah, wah, wah. Yes. And in other big sad news, a legend, TV icon legend, and just general good human being uh, passed away this past week. Alex, Alex, I almost said Alec. Alex Trebek, uh, the host of Jeopardy uh, for like forever. Like yeah. 30 years, something like that. 20 years longer, longer than that, like think maybe so? 40 or 50 years. No, he way. was on it for a long time. Let's see. Now we got to look it up. I think he hosted it since the beginning. Since the beginning. Yeah, because there's never been anyone else. So yeah, when when did it start? Uh, he hold, he hosted more than. 8,200 episodes of Jeopardy over the course of 37 seasons. 37. Hold on, hold on. Original release date, 1964. Yes, but then they discontinued it for they discontinued it for a while, and then they brought it back in 1984 with Alex ah. Trebek as host, and he hosted ever since then. 36 years. Insane really is who's gonna host it now this <sighs> is gonna be bad i'm not gonna like whoever as much as i like steve harvey i don't like the new family feud they're gonna pick they're good. gonna they're gonna pick someone bad yeah they're gonna they're, try and pick someone hip and trendy and it's just it's gonna be bad i really hope they just don't it's jeopardy okay it's not hip and trendy you watch it because it's jeopardy and you want to pretend like you know things, and then you just feel really stupid the whole time. Oh, goodness. So, big sad. Uh, I would watch Jeopardy every once in a while, just because. Uh, yeah, my grandma used to watch it all the time. My grandma watched it all the time, too. <laughs> I feel like uh, everyone's grandma watched Jeopardy. Uh, what is that one soap opera? I don't know. Days of Our Lives. Days of Our Lives, and then uh, Law and Order SVU. Why? Why? Always SVU. It's still going, too. It's insane. So that's going to do it for this week. Uh, game release dates. Last week, we had Bakugan Champions of Astoria, Jade's Ascension, Outbreak the Nightmare Chronicles, Tropico 6 for Switch. This week, we have a whole slew of stuff. We have the Xbox Series X and S on November 10th along with Assassin's Creed Valhalla and Destiny 2 Beyond Light, uh, the latest expansion for Destiny. As And then on the 12th, we have PlayStation 5, Demon Souls, Spider-Man Miles Morales. And on the 13th, we have Black Ops uh, Cold War. Yeah, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War. Jesus. We talked about it for so long. How did... <laughs> I just can't remember the name because it's just a mess of a name. Uh, but... What I didn't include on this list is the dozens, dozens of games 
that will be available on the next gen consoles uh whether they are updated versions of previous games or if they're just ported over so there will be a whole slew of games for you to enjoy on your next gen system so as always be sure to check out the youtube and the website we always post all sorts of cool and exciting stuff on there we have a new youtube video up for you guys and hopefully this week we will have some assassin's creed valhalla streams going so keep an eye out for that as always, thank you guys for listening and choosing us. We really appreciate it. Please, please, I'm getting hiccups now. Please, Good please, Lord. please help us spread the word about the show. Bring in some new listeners. Bring in that new blood. Uh, and thank you to those who support us on Patreon. T-Nugget, Dr. Brandroid, Durka, Poolfire93, Miller, Cyber Shorty, and Old Straight Dog. That's gonna do it. You can subscribe and listen to the show wherever podcasts are found, as well as on YouTube. Be sure to drop us a rating, a review if you have not already. We haven't had one since January, guys. We need some reviews. Let us know what you think about the show. We read it on the air. It's a lot of fun. And lastly, you can find us on the social medias, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. On Instagram, we're at GooseCatProd. Twitter and Facebook, at News. And you can follow us individually on Instagram at deal underscore Jameson. And me at deal underscore Mother Goose. And that'll do it. Good luck. Have fun, everybody. And remember, keep your goose loose. Are you into the cyberpunk tabletop games or excited for cyberpunk 2077? Are you looking to brush up on the lore, stay up on all the latest news and talk about the game when it comes out? Check out the Cyberpunk Lorecast, a show from Robots Radio with me, your host, Robots. We'll go over all the details you need to know about the world, characters, and story of Cyberpunk. Available on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and anywhere else you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Tom. And I'm Stuart. And we're from the Dungeons & Dragons Lorecast. We talk about all things connected to D&D lore. And we're on the Robots Radio Network. So if you're into Dungeons and Dragons or you're into lore, then come check us out. You can find us on any podcatcher, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Play, wherever you get podcasts. Roll more dice. That's the Dungeons and Dragons Lorecast.